Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. My guest today is Michaela Moore. She's going to race the Bill Train Race Program through Royal Enfield with uh, Moto America this year. And you talk about an inspiration. You talk to her, you can just feel that positivity emanating from her. She's a racer, and she's much more than that. And I think you'll find great inspiration with her. So with further ado, without further ado, please welcome my guest, Miss Michaela Moore. I'm not. Yes, you are. You're all serious. You're a serious 19-year-old. No. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to this, man. All right. Yeah, me too. Here we go. One, two, three. Hey, it's BT with Tales from the Gemini. Man, this person, I had her dad on before, and this guy was such, I'm not going to lie, your dad had me thinking, ever since I talked to your dad, he had me thinking mm-hmm. limitless. I, I thought that way before, but your dad kind of put it into, into more perspective and it almost mm-hmm. made me like a, like a horse, you know, with the, with the blinders on. And he just inspired me more. And knowing that he's like one of the greatest dads ever, what he's done with his kids. And now I'm talking to one of the greatest racers, I think, in American history that's coming up now. Thank you. Uh, uh, she's 19-year-old Michaela Moore with the Royal Enfield BTR program. How are you, Michaela? I'm great. How are you? I am. I'm, I'm glad to be talking to you because honestly... I did my little background, a little research on you, whatever, and I love your Instagram page. I went Thank to you. YouTube, found a little stuff, and uh, everything about you says winner, says champion. And I want to know, did the bike game find you, or did you find the bike game? Um, so I'll give you a little, quick little backstory on me. So um, we started, I started when I was six, and, you know, we was at this dirt field with my dad and, you know, family and friends, nothing serious. And I was actually on a um, four-wheeler at the time, and I ended up flipping it. And oh. then my dad was like, are you done for the day? I'm like, oh, why don't I try the TTR 50 that we had? I tried that, fell in love with it. And then I guess, man, ever since then, I just took off, haven't looked back. And it's like, it stuck with me. Like, they always say, like, once you get bit by that riding bug, it stays with you. And it definitely does. Now, was it that was it the actual just getting on it and going, Okay, um, yeah, you know, I got to do balance, or and mm-hmm. I can feel it more. I mean, what, what, what would the exact feeling of getting on that, uh, getting on that TTR? Because you're only six, so you're only like what yeah. thirteen years ago, so you should be able to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was like you know the beginning part. Of course, you're nervous. You know, I'm going. You know, four wheeler is it's stable. You know, versus a TTR or dirt bike, you have to use your balance. So in the beginning, I was like, all right, it's not a bad feeling. It just, I'm like. In the video that I posted a while before, I was like, "Um, when where do I turn? When do I turn?" But then I just remember I was just so excited, and ever since then, I'm like, "This is it stuck with me." But I didn't think, you know, being six years old, of course, you're not thinking that far into the future, and I didn't think, you know, back then I would be where I'm at today. I, I, I your journey is incredible, and it's still going. That's the beautiful yep. part about. Okay, so when did you go from riding it and having a good time to going? You know what? I think I want to race this. So, um, so actually one of our friends that we would go to the trails with, um, he, I think him and my dad, they did, um, Sandy Hook Speedway and they was like, man, you know, why don't you guys bring your kids out? So, you know, you know, we did a first race. Now the first race wasn't bad, but I came back in and, uh, I told my dad, I was like, I need scooter tires to keep up with the girl in front of me because I got second. So right then and there, like, all right, she already has a competitive mindset. So we need to keep this thing going with her. <laughs> and then, uh. From there, um, we did, we did, um, we say a lot with Sandy Hook and then um, New Jersey Mean GP, I came there one weekend and I think we was, we was riding with them. They're like, man, you guys need to, you know, come more up north and try New Jersey Mean GP. And we're like, really? You know, of course us, you know, if you're not really paying attention or like having like a mental, like, hey, you know, we have this organization that's out there, that organization, you know, you kind of got to search for it. Um, so then when we did Jersey and that, that's where I think that's where the competition was like more like competitive. Not saying that Sandy Hook wasn't, but it was um, as I got older. And then, of course, you know, we grew up with kids. So you had Gus Rodeo, Joseph Mondry, Marcello. So it's all like we just all grew up together in that space. Now, now, where are you guys from from? I mean, like, where do you live? Uh, Upper Marble, Maryland. Upper Marble, Maryland. Real, mm-hmm. OK, now, do you is, is that a, a city or a big city or a small town? What is it? Uh, uh, I guess I guess you could say it's a small town, but it's like not too far from um Andrew Air Force Base. Okay, okay, that's okay. So yellow land, so yellow land. Uh, kind of. Okay. That's, that's where we had. So like we have our house, but you know, of course, you know, being on the road and whatnot, you, it's like that's the place that we sleep at. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so you know, man, once you get like you know nowadays, you know, like all twenty one, 
you know, 2021, we would just track day after track day, track day, come back Sunday night, Monday, we unload back at it Friday. So it was like, you know, but the training part, you know, like I said, we would go to um, one of his friend's house. They had like just open land in the back of his house and they configured trails in there. So we had one side of the track that was small and we had another side of the track that was big. And then we was like, we're going to do an overall track. So when we was younger, we would do the small stuff. And then as we got older and everything else, got up on bigger bikes then. We would do the, the whole, we call it the grand track, you know what I mean? So Now, okay, now, take me back to the first race. Now, to just ride mm-hmm. for fun, when did you decide to actually race race? Like, okay, I want to race race. Like, like was it a, a easy decision or, or did your dad suggest it? Like, hey, you want to try racing or, or how'd that come about? So, uh, well, so racing as far as on the mini bikes or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just your first race, just the actual race. Okay. Because, you know, some people just ride for fun and they yep. don't think uh-huh. about racing. And then, but you decided to take it a, a step further. Yep. So um, we did Sandy Hook. And I think if I can remember right, I think my dad would just say, hey, we're going to another spot to ride. And, you know, for me, it's like, man, if I'm riding, I'm having fun, then I'm I'm ready for I'm I'm going for it. Um, so then, you know, they signed us for a race and then we did our race weekend and we, I was on TTR 50, and, you know, I had, you know, the little trail tires. So when I got second, you know, me being young, of course, you always want to be first in first place. Um, but it was really good, you know, to when I think back on it, it was like, man, to see, um, you know, just that competitive in, in me. And then even, you know, just riding around the track and then being around that space, you know, like the track family. And just, you know, of course, when I'm younger, you know, you got your friend that you hang out with <laughs> and then you got the race time. So it was like, man, doing the first race, it was one I won't forget. That's my main thing, cause you know. Of course. Now, 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 were you scared, or were you like, or were you eager? I think I was pumped. I think I was like pumped up, like just ready to ride. And of course, you know, uh, there's no lean angle, none of that. For at least for me, when I was on the, I would just as long as I got around the track without falling down and nothing like that, I was good to go. And I was just like, in the whole time, I just remember I was like focused on the girl in front of me, cause I was trying to find where I could pass her, like where can I make a move? But at the same time, um, my first race, I wasn't really like prepared for it in terms of where to, it was just like, you know, this is a learning experience. Like if you like it, you like it. You know what I mean? We'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. Um, more so just to let's see what Kayla would do in a first race, you know, and then I ended up placing behind her, but she was on a faster bike. Like her bike was set up versus mine was just like the one that I used in the dirt trails. Yeah. <laughs> So, so she was set up to, to be, oh, well, now you're having excuses, Michaela. If she just beats you, she beats you. No excuses, okay? Okay, there you go. There you go. See, the first step, the first step is saying she beats you, and then you go, okay, I'll come back. But don't say because she her bike was set up different. I don't want to hear that. Okay, I want to hear that. She beat you fair and square, okay? She did. She did. Okay. And keep on. I'm, I'm going to talk to your daddy about it. But okay, so she beat you fair and square. Did you, did you come back and get revenge? Did you come back and get revenge? Um, later on I did, but we was, you know, being with Sandy Hook, we was always like, the competition was like always close. So if she was, if like, if we did, if I signed up for three races that weekend, if she got me in the first race, I may have gotten second race, um, or vice versa. And then at the end it was like, man, like, you know, you help me go faster. I didn't realize I can, you know, go deeper into this corner or faster in this corner. And I'm like, you know, being up front, you know, it's it's a cool thing to be up front, but then also when you have like that person that you're chasing, it makes like you start doing things that you don't recognize you're doing until you look at like your lap time, like, holy crap, I came down a second or two faster. And then it's like, well, you know, you had the person in front of you that was basically it was like you're like right behind them. So they're just pulling you along the way. It's, it's the carrot. You dangle that carrot in front of them, you know, what I mean, and then you're trying to beat them. So, yeah, good for you by recognizing that, man. So when did yeah. it when did it start getting like, OK, this is it? Because a lot of kids, you know, like you know, mm-hmm. just every kid has that one sport they do and then they move on to something else. I'm a Gemini. That's why I call sales from Gemini. And I move mm-hmm. on and, you know, I'm like um, uh, ADD, you know, I'm boom. But something about motorcycles yeah. made me just stay there. What was it about racing and motorcycles that made you go, OK, this is it at such an early age. Yeah. So um, I would say just the speed part. I've loved speed. Like that's just a main thing. The adrenaline, just, I love everything that's behind riding a bike. That's my main thing. And then also just the, um, just the space that we're in. So, you know, I, I did soccer, I did gymnastics and I did ballet, stuff like that. I didn't really take to it. Um, it was cool. I mean, of course, you know, your parents are just trying out, trying out to see, you know, where you go with it. And they're just trying to get, me, some, they're trying to get some burn some energy so you can go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was like, man, I guess that first race. And then I was like, man, I actually like this. And every weekend I was just always looking forward to it. I'm like, man, I need to get, I'm looking to get back on the bike. I need to get back on the bike. But then like, even like, I would say, so around six, I did same hook and then Jersey. But even when we did Jersey, 
our parents knew it was something that we really wanted to do. We're like, they're like, all right, we got to go back home. We're like, we got to leave. They're like, yeah, they have a race next weekend or two weeks from now. We'll be back up here to do it. So I think just, like I said, the space and this, the speed part, but it's mainly the speed. I love speed. So you're adrenaline junkie. Yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> you see that look in yes. her eye, man? She had that look of like, yes, yes, I do. Good for you. Okay. okay, so now, do you have you realized that you can use the sports that you did like beforehand, especially ballet? Mm-hmm. Does that can that some of that transfer over to motorcycle racing as far as the balance goes? Because Lynn Swan used to play for the uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. He did mm-hmm. ballet. A couple other football players did. People made fun of him, but it also helped their footwork. So, like, yes. have you noticed like how ballet maybe have helped you in motorcycle racing? Yeah, so I feel like with ballet, you know, when you watch the dancers and they're performing, you know, everything, they're always smooth and it's about being in the flow. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, when you're on a bike, if you can find that flow, like you're in zone or just to say smooth as possible, then Mm -hmm. it's like that ballet, I feel like does translate into riding because of the the smoothness of it. You know what I mean? They always, I mean, of course you have aggressive riders, but sometimes being aggressive can cost you or sometimes being aggressive can help you. And then sometimes being smooth as well can like, it can really help. Like for me, you know, some people though, you know, if I'm at a track day and they're like, man, you know, you ride very smooth. I'm like, it's weird. Cause I don't feel like I am, but I'm like, I'm just going through the motion just by being smooth with my inputs. And they're like, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm like, you can't like abuse the bike. You have to be really smooth with it in order for it to, you know, work in your way, work how you want it to work. I think you have to love the bike. I mean, and this yeah. is, this is my, my philosophy is, but I got that from Valentino Rossi is that, you have to love the bike, love what you do, yes. and and talk. And honestly, what he did was uh, uh, I thought was beautiful. He would talk to the bike. He, I mean, yeah. and that's what he, he even wrote a letter to his motorcycle, which I. And some oh, people, wow. Yeah, some people think that's weird, but in a way, it forms a connection. It's almost like a, a pet when you talk it. And I talk to my bike too. And sometimes it sounds weird, but those little connections might be all it takes. Yeah. You know. Yes. So like, okay, so your dad always said, and this is what I love about your dad. He goes, man. Mm-hmm. We're dreamers. He said that we're dreamers, our family. And he goes, I tell my kids, don't be afraid of anything. And yep. so did that come to you first or were you like, were you like this normally? And then what your dad said kind of, you know, sip, seep through osmosically. Osmosically? I made that word up. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say. So you were saying, you said as far as him saying with us being dreamers. Yeah, yeah. As, as far as he goes, I teach my kids not to be afraid of anything. I remember I wrote that down because yeah. I thought it was so beautiful. And he goes, we're all dreamers, man. And I thought, okay. And But you also mentioned, though, that, you know, you got second and you really wanted first. You had a competitive in you. So do you think that competitiveness came in you just how you were as a person and then your dad said this later on in life? Or, mm-hmm. or which came first? So I feel like... Because my dad has, he's the reason why well, we did get into riding. Because like I said, you know, the back then with the trails and everything. And that was that. And then, um, but the dream part, I feel like the competition, I feel though like everyone has competitiveness, whatever in them. It just takes something to bring it out of them. You know, so my, my dad was always like, you know, don't be afraid of nothing. Now, granted, I was afraid of some things. And he's like, you know, I'm not, I'm going to admit that. I was afraid. What were you afraid of? What were you afraid of? What were you afraid of? And so back when, okay, so I wouldn't say, if not afraid, but really nervous and didn't feel like I could do. Um, and that was like, for instance, when, you know, for me and GP, I was with it for six to 12. So six years with that space. And then he was like, you know, oh, you know, we're going to try you out on a Kawasaki Ninja 250. And I'm like, what? What? What is that one? And then two, I'm like, um, this is too big. Like, I don't think I can ride that. I'll just come off all these keys. He's like, but you haven't rode it yet. So you're already like down, like doubting yourself that you can't do it instead of just trying it out. And then when I did ride, I was like, wow, I didn't realize that I would take to it as easily as I did. I always found that like, when, if you break something, something looks titanic. Like you said, oh my yeah. God, I can't ride this 250. But if you break it down in increments, like, okay, you just put one step in front, I mean, one foot in front of the other, and then you sit on it, and then you start it. And I mean, if you can break it down to that minuscule, like like mini, mini goals, and then you ride it, and you get used to it, then you're like, okay, and then you overcome your goal. Because in the beginning, it all seems like just gargantuan, like, oh my God, I can't ride this. And then, yeah. and then you start riding, like, okay, I can do this. Like, So did you have a little bit of an imposter syndrome, maybe, in the beginning? Like, I'm not supposed um, to be here? Just in the beginning, only because um the last bike that I did ride as far as mini was a KX65. So being on that small bike, and then um I think yeah the most so the biggest bike that I rode as far as a mini was well now is a 150R. But 
it was still like, I'm like, I'm coming from this small bike that I can just, you know, flick back and forth. It doesn't weigh much at all versus going to a 250 that has more weight, has more speed. And I, of my head, I was like, um, that's a little bit more speed that I'm not going to be used to. Right. But once I dig it on, I'm like, wow, like, actually, because I, like I said, I do like speed or I love speed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I can. I, Really do something with this bike here. <laughs> now you see more, and it's just me talking to you, talking mm-hmm. to you, and and watching your Instagram, Instagram stalking. Sorry, uh, stalking Instagram. <laughs> but you see more cerebral in your approach. Like you don't seem like you, like you like something, but you'll think about it and then do it. Whereas, where sometimes I'll just go in it, and I don't think. I don't mm-hmm. think a lot. I'm not a big thinker, so yeah. I like I go in like that. A- am I right in that? Um, it depends because that's like my brother, for instance, like. There's some tracks where I will admit he is better than me at, but that's because he's going for that all in, you know, he know the risk that's coming with it, whatever. Whereas me on the other hand, I'm like, um, I'm going to take my time and build myself up to it. So, I mean, I feel like it just really depends on you as a person and then what you believe in and, and however much confidence that you have. Because it's like, if you're confident, then it's like, well, why not? You know, worst case, it just may not work in your favor, but if it does work in your favor, then it's like, where I can at least keep, you know, doing it over and over and over again. What I love about this family is, and I think all race families, pretty much all the race families I interviewed, and that's why I love them, is that mm-hmm. the closeness you guys have. And probably it's because racing costs a lot of money, so you can't afford to do anything else, so you're all kind of stuck together. <laughs> you know what I mean? It forces you to be closer. But I love the relationship with your brother. I mean, that is beautiful to watch, except you guys wrecked together. Y'all had to crash together on a racetrack. <laughs> Whose fault was that? Okay, so... <laughs> What I will say is after watching the video and getting a lot of feedback from my dad and um, one of our other friends I was watching the race, it was like, it was summit and it was a cloudy, a cloudy day. The sun wasn't really being like that. And the temperatures was like not 80 degrees, but it wasn't below 70 either. So man, we was riding when it comes to me and my brother, you know, we both have the competitiveness. So in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to let him pass me and do other things because I'm proving to him that I'm a better rider than him at this track. So like there's like friends like we go to Daytona, Daytona. I'm like hands down. I'm not going to try to keep with you. You know you had that track figured out. I'm still working my way up to the times that he runs. Yeah. Um. But at, you know, long story short, we was coming around the corner and we was in turn five. And you know, my dad was like, he told us afterwards, like, man, you guys were rolling out there. Like, I don't think you guys realize it, but you guys were rolling. And it was a 25 minute um GT race. And I just remember I came around the corner. And then out of nowhere, the front just tucked. And like, I was like, what the heck? And I, I didn't feel no movement. Just, I was, remember I was going down. And then I remember uh, the bike went and I felt like something hit my side. Well, I guess the back of the bike. So I was like, who the heck? I'm like, he's right behind me, but I didn't think he was like that close. And then um, I guess he was hearing me like, I think he realized that I was hurt. And like, he's like, get up, get up. <laughs> He kept telling me to get up and I, and I got up and everything. And then we took it back to the pits and my mom, she was like, you know, my mom, she's all like, I don't care where you guys finish at as long as you guys finish the race. And um, we came back in and they're like, how are you? And I was fine, but I did something to my shoulder. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I think we had two more races for the end of the day. So what I did was anything that was fine on my bike and anything that was bad on his bike, I swapped it. So I put some of my stuff on and uh, I was like, I think, um, I said, well, what do I need to, you know, get it running or, you know, make it sure that he can race another race? I'm like, oh, just make sure the transponder is good and like bring it back to tech. Everything through tech went great. And then he goes out there and I didn't see him no more. And I'm like, where? And I'm watching. I'm like, where did he go? And then he was like, oh, yeah, the clutch is burned up. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what I said? The good thing is you got back out. Um, but yeah, so when it comes to me and him being close, we're very close. <laughs> there, okay, who's, he's older, right? Yes. But how much? But how much? 13 months. How many months? 13. Oh my gosh. So you're really, really tight. <laughs> yes. I, I so t- whenever me and him were away from each other, birth, uh, birthday wise, so yeah. That's beautiful. Okay, so here's a good question. Let's just say it was for the championship. For you mm-hmm. and your brother, it's for the championship. Your brother's in the lead. You're coming to the mm-hmm. last turn. Your brother, for some reason, he doesn't block. He doesn't block the. He doesn't block the turn, and mm-hmm. you have just enough space to go in. But it's it, it it's dicey. All right, you're gonna make yeah. that. Do you make that hard move on him to stand him up and win the championship? Okay, so if yes it's not or no, that, Michaela. Yes or no. Okay, I'm gonna say no. 
Ah, oh, you wouldn't do that to your brother? No, 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 no. I would still get him. But when it comes to a last corner in a straightaway, I am very good at sacrificing the corners and like not passing anyone there. But when it comes to the last corner, I like every time I race, uh, they're like, man, you always give me a line. Like, I know how to get out of a draft. Like, you know, that my dad is always like, you're going to be in a draft. Like, you need to have that time right of when you're going to come out. So for my brother, that's what I do. Wait till last corner. Thinking he got it, you know what I mean? Let him, like, oh, I got this race, I'm beating her. And then right by the, as still as he see my will, it's, it's, it's too late. <laughs> so you get it all planned out? You get it all planned yep. out. So no hard passes, you're going to get him on the straight. Yep. So what What? What if, during the course of race, you realize you, you can't get him on the straight? What if you realize, you know, I don't have that horsepower? Or whatever whatever reason there is, you have mm-hmm. to make that hard move. Whatever reason it is, you have oh, to I'll make, make it. I'll make a hard move. Yeah, I have to. On your brother, you, I, you would do you stand yeah. him up. Well, because at the well, so like I always tell people, I was like, well, my logic and my belief is, you know, if we're friends in a padded, if we're everything's cool and everything, we're friends. But the minute that helmet comes on, you are my competition. I love that's that. how I look at it. That's what so I'm, I'm talking like, about. not looking at you as oh, junior. I didn't mean to do that. To you. I'm like, no, you're my you're you're my competitor. So I'm like. You got to do what I have to do. Hey, I, I tell people all the time, if you want to be friends, you go to Facebook. You know, that's what Facebook is for, for friends. You know yeah. what I mean? When you're on the track, once that visor goes down, it's, yeah. it's every person for themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, did you have, did you get a lot of feedback, uh, a lot of brushback? I think your dad kind of alluded to this. He didn't really get into it. But like, because, mm-hmm. you know, when you go up in motorcycle, and I, just, and I always have a soft spot for women who race. I, I really do. I have a soft spot. I, I think I love anybody that's going to that domain where they're like, not really outside. I don't like to say that because <laughs> the motorcycle community is so encompassing and it's great. Yeah. But there is yeah. that a little bit, you know, it, it's more male dominated is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. from family or just, you know, growing up, you know, we're, you know, in school, most, most, and I'm being stereotypical. You can call me out of my <laughs> bullshit if you want to, but you know, say girls play with, you know, do, I don't know, girlish things or whatever. I don't know if it's changed now because I'm, I'm, I'm an old head. So yeah. <laughs> did you get brushed back from your uh, uh, relatives, you know, saying, hey, man, she shouldn't be racing? Because I remember you made a post the other day where some guy said, you race or don't you think you're a little yeah, too? Yes, he was asking me, um, he said, do I ride? And he's like, oh, he was telling my dad, oh, you shouldn't do that to her and stand third. I'm like, oh, man, little does he know. <laughs> exactly. And so does it piss you off when somebody says that? And when, when it comes from family, is it is it worth the argument or you just go they don't understand me so i think now everybody's like this is what i do this is what she does this is what we all do collectively so it's like and they respect that about me they're like you know if you're doing what you love and you're having fun with that hey that's what you want to do they don't i don't really get a lot of pushback like ah you're still racing you haven't thought about doing nothing else i'm like "Mm." you know what i mean so in my head i'm like uh now, when I meet other people that don't necessarily know me, I'm, I'm, I find it funny because, you know, some people are like, man, you don't even look like you're 19, you look like you're a teenager. I'm like, I get that a lot. And then when we do show pictures, like, holy crap, like the expression on their face is like, wow. I'm like, yeah, I just, I I'm very humble with it. I don't tell everyone like, you know, especially, you know, working in the shop, I don't tell everyone like, oh yeah, hey, motorcycle racer and everything else. They, sometimes they figure that out about me, whether they find me on Instagram social media or just you know comes up in conversation and i'm explaining to them either what's going on their bike they're like you know you're pretty knowledgeable i'm like well yeah because i ride bikes and they're like oh you ride and i'm like yeah and then i show them a picture of you know me leaning on the bike like oh my gosh i could never i'm like once you do it you know what i mean like well no because you know what i've been to five race schools and i have yet mm-hmm. to drag a knee yet and I, and i'm getting to the point i'm just i'm mad at myself like i went to the i went last august to pittsburgh <laughs> and for the race school and I still haven't drug a knee. I drug my, I drug an ankle cause it got uh, caught underneath the pit peg. I drug an ankle, but I haven't drug a <laughs> knee yet. And it, and it's yep. bugging me now. Now I'm just, I'm in my head now and I'm just mm-hmm. pissy. So I'm like, what do I got to do to drag a knee? Um, I say drills because my dad did a lot of drills with my brother. We, uh, it was like whenever, so, you know, me and my brother, we was homeschooled from fourth grade and up. And, uh, you know, it was funny because every time I think about it, uh, we was in school and, you know, kids would be like, oh, where are you guys about to go? My dad pull up in his truck, have his uh, the dirt bikes in the back and like, where are you guys going this and the third? And I was always find it cool. I'm like, yeah, I said, like, we ride bikes. They're like, what? My friend or my cousin or, you know, whatever they're relating to ride as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my dad would just have a lot of do a lot. He's been a lot of time. I feel like time and, and practice is key because it's like, 
if you it's almost like if you're if you're not used to doing something and you do eventually do it depending on what it is I feel like it's like throw you off or if not scare you a little bit like there's been times where um like I go into a corner I'm like oh my gosh I'm carrying a lot of speed but at that point it's like you can't like you got to go for it like the minute you second guess that you can't do it you kind of screwed yourself up but as far as dragging in it's like mm, practice drills practice drills are key <laughs> okay. Okay. So what's your strong point on a racetrack? What what is your what is your strong point? Like where nobody can mess with you yet, or that's where you like, uh yeah, this this is my domain. Um, so as far as you so track wise or just what I use to like my tools that I use. Like racing wise, like your race craft. What what's your strongest asset race wise? I would say my strongest asset okay, so if it's not drafting. It is just, I'll wait. My dad has always taught us, you know, if you want to, the, another way to beat someone is on the brakes. So what I'll do is I'll wait. And depending on if, you know, it could be just a very small uh, that I break a little deeper and I'll just wait. And then once I have my downshift and I'm comfortable, then I just go for it. But between breaking and, but not always like, I don't have to, like we can be going to the corner, like side by side by th- like this, but I'll have a way to where it's like, at some point, it's like you, you got to let someone have it. You know what I mean? You can't, you guys are going to go in the corner at the same time like this, you know? So it's like, and eventually it always works where like someone just, they'll drop back behind me, then we'll take the corner and go so on and so forth. But drafting is my main one. So drafting. Why, why are you so good at drafting? What makes you good at that? Um, I guess the timing part. I feel as though like whenever I have drafted one and won a race or if not won the race, um, get a better position is just I always I'm very good at timing as know when to get out of it or when how long to stay behind or just I don't know. I, I, it's weird because I feel like I can read the rider or I can feel I can feel the bike. I'm all about feel. So I can feel the bike gives me if I stay behind this person this long is giving me enough power to drive past them. And that's what for me, I, that's what I have figured out. So drafting the main one. And what do you have to work on? What's like your, not, not say worst trait, but what's your trait? You go, I got to work on this. Um, I would probably say worst trait working on. If not, it's more so like the only corner that I would break deep on someone is just the turn one. But any other corner, just like uh, I'll sacrifice not passing them and just wait. And it feels like in that moment, lap after lap, you start learning about that rider in front of you. And then once you start learning about them, you know, all right, what they're doing, it's like, all right, well, this corner, they let off sooner, that corner, they're going to guess. So in my head, I'm like, all right, if you're going to get them in this corner, you need to be on the gas before them. You may not have to break deep, but if you may be able to get on the gas sooner and pass them and so on and so forth. So do you, but do you think sometimes by doing that, you let, uh, say, say you're in fourth or whatever, going to the <laughs> whole shot, you know, in the first corner, and then the rest of the two or three are uh, ahead of you. And you're trying to figure this rider out. Are you afraid sometimes you'll lose the race that way where you can't catch up, make that time up? Um, Depending on, it d- depends. Because there have been times where, like where if I ride at Daytona and I feel like whatever I do ride there, it's always like two packs. You got the front pack and you got the back pack right. or the middle pack, I should say. Right. Um, And, you know, when depending on what you're doing, it's like if you don't have the if you don't keep up with the leader or that first pack within the first however many corners before they start gapping you, then it's like, ah. You might have lost the race, but then again, not really, because after watching Motor America Junior Cup races and, you know, when you see them kids go off the track or they made a mistake and how quick they catch back up to each other, it's like, man, it's like if you put your head down, just focus on if I hit my points every single time, I'll, you'll make your way back up there. Okay. Have you ever done the old, you tap the back, like, like say you're, you, you and somebody else are like, say you're like, point, <laughs> you're like two seconds away from the the leading pack and it's like about five laps to go and you know you can catch them but you guys are dicing. Do you ever just go like, hey, follow me and let's quit racing. Let's quit screwing around. Have you done that? <laughs> I have not done that before. That's though. my favorite thing in the world. It's like, hey man, get behind me and they always go, no, I'm faster than you and they end up racing <laughs> each uh-uh. other and the lead. <laughs> the look backs, I don't do no time. My tail, um, eyes are forward. What do I need to look back for? Because I've seen a lot of races where someone has looked back and it costs them. They look back this way and the, and the person comes around <laughs> the other way. I love no, that. I like, where, where'd they go? And then hit him like, oh, man. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so have you, ever had the, have you ever had the red mist, the the dreaded red mist where you get so upset and you're screaming in your helmet at somebody and you got upset? Okay, I wouldn't say upset. I get frustrated because it'll be time <laughs> where I'm like, I am about to pass. Like, 
for me, if they have like every every racer, they have their line, they have their riding style, so on and so forth. So there's been times where I have to sacrifice making a pass as to either how that person, how they took the line or how they lean off the bike. I'm like, I don't want to hit them because you know what I mean? I mean, I get rubbing is racing, but still, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So in other times, I'd be like, oh my gosh, why are you still in my way? Like, I need you to be out the way. I need you to be like, just this much off your race line for me to just sneak in there, get my front wheel in so that you see it. And yeah, but there has been times where I got frustrated. Yes. And what'd you do when you got frustrated? What'd you do? Um, I, I, I figured out. That's what I will say. I will, no, I will, you're, like, no, 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 no. You're not getting out of that. You're okay. Not. I was one way in my head. I'm like, I'll wait until they make a mistake because depending on like a lot of people, they can feel pressure and depending on how that person takes the pressure, it can cost them to make a mistake. Whether it's like they let off, they didn't shift when they wanted to shift, they didn't break when they wanted to break, they didn't get on the gas, so on and so forth. So I'll just capitalize on their mistake. Or if not, then I'll result to my last one, which is drafting, if it's going to cost me the race. I'm like, all right, I just have to get them at the line. Then. I can't get them anywhere else in these corners because they're just, oh, they're in my way. But I'll get them at the line because I know that's where I'm, that's my strongest have you ever finished the race and was just so frustrated with another, another racer? You just like, you couldn't look at him for a while and you had to go cool off or like, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like everybody, every, um, everybody has that where they go, oh, and then they got, wait, wait. And they go, okay, I'm good. Um, I would say not really. I haven't really had any, and I'll get, of course I'll get frustrated in a race, but if it's not, it's someone will be at myself. I'm like, all right, could have done this. I could have done that. But if I have another race, then I'll just capitalize and use it in the next race. But I haven't really like got frustrated where I'm like, oh my gosh, why are you even out here? Why are you riding? I haven't got anything like that. You never look back at somebody like, what are you doing? Why don't you think? You ever, you ever done it? Okay. So have you ever used like methods to calm yourself? For me, I feel right on the streets more. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to do track days every weekend if I could. I really do. But for me, if I ever get up uh, in my head and get that way, I always find yoga helps calm my mind. Yoga, meditation, and work with your breathing. Do you have anything that helps you cope with stuff like that? Um, probably just getting back on the track and ride. So what? That's getting back on the track and riding. I don't. I don't do like no yoga or nothing like that. I just um. Like I said, I haven't really got to that point. So even if I do, I just, you know, when you forget about it, it's like, it's the last day. I don't like dwell on it. You know what I mean? I just forget about like, all right, next race or next day is coming up. So just get in the mindset for that. And then, you know, in my head to myself, well, you wouldn't have to worry about that if you was in front of them. That's great. So it's more like you, you critique yourself in a way. So you're like, okay, but basically you're saying it's all up to me. Even though that rider did this, if I would have passed him sooner or if I had a better hole shot, maybe they wouldn't have been doing that. So that's my fault. Yep. Wow. That's, that's, that's a great realization because it helps. I think it helps because no offense, like in the very beginning, we were talking and how you blamed uh, the other rider. Cause you, well, you said yep. you gave an excuse cause she had a, you know, her bike was set up and, yep. I, and that's, yep. and that's where I stepped in and go, Hey, no, listen, it was your fault. Cause you weren't fast enough. And that's why she beat you. Yep. So see already we've learned something here. Yep. So, okay. So it's all your fault. I mean, if something happens. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind taking blame because then it's like it makes you become a better rider. I'm not going to blame someone else, you know. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this then. Okay, and, and, uh, when the last time you made your dad mad, where your dad was like visibly upset, and you go, "Ooh, I made daddy mad." Um, maybe being in his way. And <laughs> what? In what way? In what way? Okay, so like there was a time it was um. It was me, it was me, my brother, my dad. We was all, um, we was at NC Bike, we was racing. And I knew he was behind me, but in my head, I'm like, no, because I'm not gonna let him pass me because he, he's always like, you guys should be faster than me. I wait, basically two of you guys, you guys should, I, you guys should be leaving me. You guys should be right there with you guys. So in my head, I'm like, I have somewhat of a good defense skills. So when we're out there riding, my, my brother was up front and he was like, you know, he started to, was walking away and on track. And he's like, I need to be up there with him. And you was all holding me back. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm just out there riding. But I was not going to let you come around me either. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do? Did you block, did you block pass him? what you do? Oh, no. So when it comes to bikes, like my hearing is really good as to um, where I can sense um, if someone's on the right side of me, the left side of me, just where they're at behind me. Um, so like whenever I make a pass, I'll make sure that if I'm going to the outside, I'll have like a visual, somewhat of a visual. Like, all right, at this point, they shouldn't be right behind me. But I can I could tell my dad was out on the track. So when there would be times he would try to pass me, I just mm, go, you know, tilt the bike this way and tilt the bike that way. 
in my head, I'm like, you could get around me. You just, you gotta, you gotta capitalize on where I'm weak at. <laughs> was he upset when you came in? He wasn't upset. He was just like, really can I'm like, I mean, I didn't do nothing. I'm like, I was, I'm riding my ride. You know what I mean? So, so he goes, really, Michaela? Really? Did he say it through the helmet or once the helmet came off? He would just, he just, he just had a look and I was like, maybe I wasn't his way. Maybe I wasn't. But like I said, you can capitalize on the weakest point of a rider <laughs> during a race. Oh, so you're like, oh, well, dad, you should, you know, you should have capitalized on it. That's your fault. That's on yeah. you. That's on you, player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So now we're now we're up to you're a part of the Build Train Race Program with Royal Enfield. So tell I me, how, how, tell me how that came about, and I'm so looking forward to seeing what you do this year because honestly, like I said, I you know I'm a big fan of your dad, and then I saw what you do, and I've always watched you, and I and it, it was a it was a a goal to have you on the show, but I, it's weird because I waited and waited. And I was going to have you on after your dad. I go, Nami, yeah, I'm going to wait. And then this was the yep. perfect time. Now it's before your first race. So how did all this come about? So um, actually, my I found out first about the program. Um, I got an email from Lisa Paris, and she was like, hey, um, you know, we had this build train race program. And she was actually trying to see if I wanted to apply for the flat track program. So for me, I'm like, I've never done. Well, I take it back. I have practiced flat track, but as far as like, riding like being um like doing a race in it i have not done that so i was like um sure but what is behind it as far as like what do you need from me what would i need to do so on and so forth and i didn't get the information back in the time that i needed because i was still i still had a whole um ccs season of heading so i'm like all right if i do do this btr how much um will i still be able to do the ccs racing or will i just have to strictly stay focused with the program um, and then at the same time, it was like things was coming up, like family obligations and stuff. So I'm like, mm, maybe this is not the right timing. So then um, last, so that was in 21 and then 22 went by and someone was like, um, I'll take that back. Before 22 and 21, early in that season, someone was like, hey, would you apply for the road race ones? But they were looking for beginners. They didn't want, they kind of like wanted um, no one new to riding and so on and so forth. So I'm like, you know what? It's cool. Um, but that, um, that's cool that they have a program like that to get women out there. Right. And then 22, I didn't, I saw it and I think, didn't think nothing of it. And then I saw Kaylee, you know, she got, I'm like, holy crap, like Kaylee, uh, that was the only one I knew in the program. And then I'm like, all right, come 23, I'll sign up for it. You know, worst, worst answer you can get is a no, yes, right? exactly. So um, they had it where they was like, okay, um, you know, basically submitted your application in and you'll hear back from us now. In the beginning, I did not think the program was going to be ran because I'm like, October came around, didn't hear nothing. November came around. I'm like, are they not doing this year? I'm not sure. And Kayla's like, yeah, we're still trying to figure it out. So I'm like, you know what? Okay. Then March came around. I'm like, or I'm sorry, February. And then I'm like, crap, they have the applications out. So I'm like, let me do everything I need to do to get this submitted in. And uh, I got the email. And when I first saw the email, I was just waiting. We got the week. I'm like, where's the email? I like the, the same day I submitted it. I'm like, I checked, I refreshed my email again. I'm like, are you going to tell me the same day? <laughs> so I'm just keep going on and on and on. And then uh, about three weeks later, I got an email. And I was like, like I remember like not the nervousness, but just like the the excitement from it. The anticipation and the waiting and the finally. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Like, okay, I got the email. And then I clicked the email and it was like, Dear Michaela, we would like to let you know that you have been, uh, that we have considered you for the program. I was like, oh my gosh. And they broke everything down to me. So I told my mom, my dad, but I didn't tell no one else. I'm like, I'm all about um, not speaking too soon, but I'm wanting, I want to wait till everything finalized too. Yes. Yeah. You don't want to jump the gun and then it, and then exactly. it didn't Exactly. And I'm like, oh, well, what happened? Like, well, what had happened was. Yeah. Um, but so. I did that and then I got um I ended up doing an interview and I've interviewed with Scott Ryberg and uh Raul and Raul's the role in Phil Scott is our program manager and then Freddie Spencer, he's our mentor. So Freddie's the great is Freddie not the greatest? Yes. I saw Freddie Very cool. I saw Freddie yes. at MotoGP, and growing up, he was mm -hmm. my brother and I's like idol. Cause uh, like that was back in the day before, uh, like t almost before TV Guide, where like mm -hmm. if a show came on, you had to watch it because you don't know when your yep. uh, motorcycle racing would come on again. And Freddie Spencer was everything to us. He was fast, Freddie wow. Spencer from Louisiana, and we yep. loved him. <laughs> yeah, he's a great dude. He is. Um, so, yeah, so once we got that and I'm like, all right. And, you know, during that time, not going to lie. And I even tell I was even telling this to a program manager. I'm like, you know, when I first got everything and I was like, I just 
I knew it was happening as far as me being a part of, a part of the program, but I'm like, it didn't hit me all the way just yet. Like this is like this is reality. It's not. This is no longer something that you've been dreaming of. This is reality. And then I told them I was like, you know, it really hit me like, holy crap, like this is actually happening. When I got on the plane and I had a connecting flight and I landed in Austin, and I'm like, I'm really here by myself with my with my bell helmet bag in my hand and my my bags underneath the plane and whatnot. And then when we got there, I was like, holy crap, I'm in Dallas. Like this is like everything is is going smooth. Man, to realize it. Now, was this something that you already dreamed about before when, when the program was first implemented? You're like, I want to do this. So my dream has always been just to be in the Motor America space. It didn't matter if I was going to be a part of the Junior Cup. Well, at the time, it was mainly for the Junior Cup. Um, but I was like, when, when I saw the BTR program come out, I'm like, wow, like this is different. Like I never rolled this out bike. And then you're going to be, and then we're going to be working on it too, as far as building it up. I'm like, that's going to be different. Cause you know, I'm used to, you know, I have my Ninja 400 and then my VX6. I'm like, those two, it's, they're different as far as working on it, but it's really easy too. Um, so like, it's going to be a learning process, but I was like, when, it, like I said, when everything all came about, I'm like, I'm going to be in Motor America. I will be on TV as I always dreamed about, um, which is, that's why I've been racing. Cause I'm like, I, that was my goal. I'm like, I want to be, like I said, I want to be a professional motorcycle racer. I think that is because we talked about, you talked about, you talked about manifestation and that's what got me. I was like, yes, because how did you manifest that? Because there's different ways. Everybody does it. And I think mm -hmm. you kids now, and I say this kids, I'm going to tell you a kid now, even though you're an adult, I'm going to call you a kid. <laughs> you kids now have everything at your disposal. You have YouTube. You have, we had to do it yeah. the old fashioned way. And I just found that I found through trial and error. If you speak it into the universe, mm -hmm. the universe hears everything. That's why you always got to be careful what you say. How you say it, because the universe hears everything. How did you go about manifest, manifesting this? Um, so actually, when I was younger, um, my dad had gave me this Road Racing World uh, magazine. And um, I think it was Elena Myers I was in there. And he was like, I want you to tell yourself every day that you're going to be in this magazine. And that's what I would do. And I kept it in my drawer. And I took a picture of whatever picture that I had of myself. And I put it over. I'm like, that's going to be me. And then um, in January of 2014, um, they have the... I know the word off the top of my head. They have um, where they basically introduced the kids. Um, and I was a part of it for 2014. And then from there, just always like, man, I'll be in the Motor America space. What I'm always about um, the timing for things is always right. So granted, I didn't go, I didn't apply for the BTR last year, but this year it's setting me up better because I'm prepared for it. How did you not get frustrated and go like, oh man, you know, I guess I didn't get it and blah, blah, blah. And I, I honestly, because sometimes, you know, I tell people all the time now, and this is through trial and error, that sometimes when you want something, it doesn't happen. Some people get frustrated and let it yep. go. But sometimes if you just keep working toward it, you keep it in the back of your mind yep. that you come through it in maybe the back doorway or ways you didn't yep. see happening. How did you not get frustrated? Um, I didn't allow myself to get frustrated because I'm like, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Maybe it was meant not to happen in that timing. But in due time, it will happen. So, for instance, um, like when when I didn't apply, I didn't do, I didn't follow through as far as going for the flat track in 21. And then 22, I'm like, I didn't even know if I was going to be racing like that, but I was still doing track days. I actually take it back. I didn't do no racing last year. I just did track days. And I'm like, I'm just going to scale back. Um, And I was riding a ZX6. I didn't ride my 400 like that much last year. And then I'm like, um, for this year, it was just like, man, just your time will come. My parents always told me that they're like, your time will come. You know, same thing with my brother. He got his private pilot's license when he was 17 on his birthday. And he spoke that into this existence. Like, I'm, I'm on my 17th birthday, I'm going to get my license. And then he was like, I'm going to fly you guys to the track and we're going to land there and it's going to be a great time. And he did that. So I always wow. tell him, like, you got to watch what you say because, you know, I always, I'm always like positive. I try not to speak too negative about things. Like, if my weekend didn't go well, I'm not going to be like, oh man, a weekend went bad. I'm like, up. Oh, Nope, get ready for the next week and, you know, see what you can do for the next one. Yes, you always try. You, and it's it's difficult, especially when you get, a, you know, a, I got a couple of years on you. Sometimes you get, a, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's hard. To, you got to cut yourself off when it gets negative. And it's hard, yeah. it's hard for me sometimes to say stuff negative because I feel like ah, I can't go down this road. I got to stop myself. You, know, you got you to be, it's all about awareness. And I got this yeah. book. It's through The Secret. Now, have you ever read The Secret before? Um, I have not. I read that book and it's like, it's a great book. Whenever I feel off track and I'm getting like a little negative, 
that book gets me back to where I need to be. And then and through that whole book, there's a line, it's called the awareness book. And I'm not going to lie. A lot of it was like, Oh God, I can't wait to get, you know, finish this book. But it was about being aware in the city, you know, where you're at now, like being present, like right now yeah. we're present. All I'm thinking about is you talking to you right now. And, <laughs> and it sounds simple, but sometimes mm-hmm. like, I'm, you know, like some people I might be talking, you might be thinking, man, when's this going to be over? I got to do this. And I got, so oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying, no, but sometimes you don't know. And I, I try to be aware. And that book taught me to be aware and in the present moment. And I think whatever you can get to get you to that point, then use it. Like I said, some people speak it. What I like to do is write it down, read it, yep. and then go to bed, wake up, read it again, and then go about my day. And you'd be surprised what happens during the course of a day. And I, yep. I find that works. Just like I said, staying by. And how, would it, how is it? for you to stay positive when let's say you have a crash that weekend or say you're just having a bad week where just you know it's just not going right and how do you stay that way without going down that that rabbit hole of negativity um so my dad has always taught us to be like always be positive and just don't let like like I said don't let the negative take over you because some people or you know like you can speak so negative about something and then if you don't think about the positive side that's when the doubts and everything start happening so for me you know, if I'm not having a great weekend, like if I'm at Daytona and a weekend didn't go, you know, if I got a fourth or fifth, I'm like, I wanted to be on the podium. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm I'm always a it is what it is kind of person. Um, but it's also like, you know what? Come the next time you come here, just be prepared for it. You know, uh, get more practice, get more seat time, wherever you messed up that you know you shouldn't have messed up. Just try to help yourself help you. You know what I mean? Let me, my dad's always like, let me help you, whatever. So he was always be like, you know, if you're not doing this, like he always tells before race, you know, if you guys need help with this, like I'm watching you in this corner, you need to stop doing this. You need to do that. And it will help going out there. And just, I feel as though if you have a person in your corner that's watching you from the outside and telling you what you're doing wrong, you know, of course, like my brother, for instance, he would be racing and he would, Oh my gosh, that when that boy used to ride when he was younger, he used to be on that front brakes and we're like, stop getting on the front brakes. I'm not on the front brakes. I'm not on the front brakes. You're like, there's a picture of you of being on the front brake. But my dad, like, I'm watching you. And he's like, I feel if you have that person that's watching you and speaking to you, like, try this, try that, then you won't have time to think about the negativity because your next race or your next session out there, you're thinking, all right, I'm going to do what he just said that I'm doing wrong. Or, I'm, I'm going to do what he's telling me that I need to be doing. So, so you, do you respond to criticism well or, or do you um, think or do you think like now nah, you don't know what you're talking about or do you take it in assess mm-hmm. it and then go forward because some people you know they can't deal with criticism and I, that's just one of the things wrong with, I think society now sometimes people got to realize okay they're criticized but not really if you listen to them and don't let your ego get into it they go you know what they got a point on this um me I I'm here for it's all about the journey. It's all about learning. So if you're telling me, Hey, you know, do this, or you're doing that, then I'm all ears. I'm, I'm going to listen. I, t- I feel like I take criticism. Well, now I may not take criticism when you're telling me to do something and then I try it. And I feel as though I'm not doing it to the, like the expectation that I should be doing it. Then that's where like, I can get frustrated. Like you're telling me to do this. I'm trying it, but it's not working in my favor or I'm not comfortable with it yet. When's the last time you got really frustrated? Um, in a situation really like frustrated. Like really, like just oh, like hit like helmet against the like you know you just banging your head against the wall. Uh, probably, yeah, probably being at like a okay. So just in general, being at a race, being at a track, yeah, being at a race and not not going expecting a better outcome as far as my lap time or whatever, that's the first, that's when the frustration really gets in because my, I know I can get down to this time. I'm telling myself you're going to get down to this time. But then when I come back in and I see like it's a, a 120, okay. For, for instance, we're at a summit from like, it's a 125 or to this, it's that I'm like, Oh, I need that time. I need to see the time or see this of what I'm wanting to get from it. So that gets frustrating for you. And how do you get over it? Um, like I said, just look. I look forward to the next one. If it's another race, if it's another session, I'm like, I have time to make up. You know what I mean? I study. You know, like my dad, he always like he always tells us, you know, put GoPros on the bikes, and you know, we're coming home or whatever, we're looking at the GoPro footage, and he's like, and he'll be analyzing it with us. He's like, you know, you see how in this corner you're doing this, and when you see the GoPro footage, it's like, oh, now I'm I'm watching myself doing something wrong, and on the bike, I don't feel like I'm you know doing nothing wrong or I'm not you know just whatever but when you watch yourself 
it's like, oh man, like I got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody needs a coach. I mean, they, hell, Michael Jordan yes. had a coach. Everybody has a coach, you know? And that's the beautiful part about life. I really think if you go for a goal and mm-hmm. you and you set it and you really go for it, there's gonna be there's gonna be people along the way in life that are gonna help you without you really reaching out and they'll reach out to you. And that's the mm-hmm. beautiful about part about life. It's like if you're really going forward and you're all focused, man, and you think you don't have it, somebody somewhere will help you towards your goal and it'll come in the weirdest way and you go, wow. You know, that's yeah. what I think is beautiful about life, you know. And what I was going to ask, you, do, do you see yourself as like, even though, you know, I, I mentioned the fact that I do love when women race or whatever, but yeah. I also, when I'm talking to you, I'm looking at you as a racer. The question I've asked you, you've all been racer. You know, there's really no gender specifics here. But now, yeah. but do you see yourself as a role model for other girls, grow, for girls growing up? And specifically, well, black girls growing up? Because honestly, to be honest, and this is one of the great things about social media, people talk about the negative. I like the positive parts. If it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't have known about you. And and, yep. the, and the great thing about it, I'm scrolling through and I go, oh my gosh. And I and it blew, it shouldn't, but it blew my mind. Like, oh, she races? And and I, like I said, it, it sounds like nothing. And, mm-hmm. and and this is no knock on the motorcycle community. I will always say I never had a bad experience in the motorcycle community as far as racetracks, everything. Everybody's so just helping each other. But when I saw your picture, I go, this is what we need. And there's nothing that pisses me off more than watching a show like Real Housewives or the whatever, whatever. And I can't stand that shit. And I just and I almost want to chunk that TV through a window. And I see people like you who should be celebrated. So, like, do you see yourself as a role model maybe for girls growing up? I do. um, Because it's like, you know, if depending on what. For me, I feel like it's the main thing about confidence. You know, some a lot of girls, they don't have the confidence and they need something to bring the confidence up in them. So if my thing is like, you know, people's like, man, you know, you're riding these bikes out here. Like, how do you do it? I'm like, man, this is what I love to do. And for me, if a girl is watching me, they're like, oh, man, like she's riding bikes. You know, I can be like that. I'm like, you really can. I feel like you can put, you can be anything you put your mind to. That's the main thing. I feel it's all about mindset. And then also manifestation. You know, if you manifest like, oh, I can see myself doing this. I can see myself doing that. Then like you said, it all comes together in one big circle. A great book you should get is Project 369. It's a great book. It it deals with numbers. Everything basically deals with the numbers Mm -hmm. of 369. Uh, Nikolai Tesla uh, used that formula. And everything in life boils down to 369. And and it all adds up and how you get that number. And it's beautiful. If you get a chance, you get that book. I mean, but you're already on the right path anyway. But I'm just saying, if you ever get a chance to see it, you should get it. I I think it'll help you even exponentially. So who's your sports heroes? Sports heroes. My, my sports heroes. I don't have any sports heroes. None? Mm, and now this on my head. Okay, how, about, how about just heroes in life, period? Somebody, or somebody you looked up to that you wanted to emulate? Um, I would say... I would say my dad. I knew that was coming. Okay, okay besides family. Yeah. Besides family. Who... who okay. Who, who do I look up to? Um, I would say, like, I would look up to Serena Williams, for instance, as far as being in the tennis space, because, you know, the way that she carries herself and, you know, of course, you're going to have some of the people that may doubt you. And yes, they may some people may have doubted her, but look at where she's at now. She still stands tall. She still kills it out there and what she does. So in my head, I'm like, you know, if you can just, if I can stay on that course, but not saying anyone has doubted me before, but it just like, just saying firm in what you do and firm in what you believe in. And as long as you're doing what you love, what you love, you know what I mean? No, of course people doubted you. You just didn't know it. There's people that doubted you. You just, yeah. you just didn't know it because see your, your aura is so positive that it, it doesn't penetrate. So you didn't know about it. That's yeah. why people doubt. There's a lot of people doubted you. A lot of haters out there for you that you don't know about though. See, yeah. Because you're so positive. You, you bring a light and, and they can't see cause they're dark. See, you bring mm-hmm. a light. I could tell just talking to you, I was like, oh my gosh, this <laughs> you have got it. I mean, everything you got, you have you have got everything. I you, I mean, whatever you're selling, I'm buying. If you're on TV, like, <laughs> hey, it's the Michaela Moore candy bar. I'd be like, I'm getting that candy bar. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, she wouldn't lie yep. to me. You know, this girl wouldn't lie to me. You know what I mean? No matter what you're selling, I would buy because you're authentic and it's just nothing but a big plate of positivity. And who doesn't like positivity? 
You know what I mean? Yep. So what's your overall goals now, Michaela? Since you're a professional motorcycle racer now this year, you've achieved that goal. What's your like? Oh, what's your overall goal? Like, do you want to race Moto America, or do you see yourself going? You know what? I really want to push myself. Maybe go to Europe and try because you're still young. You know, you mm-hmm. still can do it. So what? What is your overall goals? Um, my overall goal is just to try whatever opportunities come my way. So if it's like, hey, you want to come overseas? You want to ride? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try it because, you know, my thing is, I feel like you might sell yourself short if you're like, oh, man, I, like, for instance, like, if I was like, oh, no, I can't ride a 250, then would I be where I'm at today? You know what I mean? So my thing is like this. And then my main goal is to just always have fun, no matter what. Always have fun. Yeah, I like that goal. I love that goal. Have fun. Like, when you're having fun, you know what I mean? Like, nothing really, you can't, like... Who who can mess up fun? You know what I mean. But that's you can get caught up though. I mean, I mean, it, it, that sounds simple, but mm-hmm. sometimes you know, in in the pursuit of a goal, sometimes you there's a time you go, man, I'm forgetting to have fun. That's why sometimes mm-hmm. it helps somebody outside the thing to come in and go, hey, remember to have fun. You go, oh yeah, and you'll snap yourself back into yep. it. You know, no matter what yep. you do in life, I have people all the time they they want to go up and try stand up and they get all you know, and they're all nervous. I go, hey man, just have fun. There's yeah. a the perfect example of that is a is a show in, uh, inside the NFL on uh, on um, ESPN, and mm-hmm. and on the when it's coming on like the trailer coming on, Greg Lloyd you can tell he's frustrated, and the greatest yeah. line is the coach goes, "Just rush the quarterback." And I tell people all the time, before you get in your head, just go, "Just rush the quarterback," which means translates to hey, just have fun, just yep. have fun when you're out there. If you're smiling in your helmet, that's all that matters. You know? Yes. So, okay. So I, I don't want, I kind of have to ask this. I feel like I have to, even though it's kind of weird, but like, how do you feel like, I know you're all focused in on, on, you know, race and everything, but like, does that leave time for like somebody in your life? Maybe, you know, that's uh, off the track or, or no, it's okay. I, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to tiptoe around it. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm imagining your dad yeah. watching this going, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm after him. I don't want your dad to show up at my doorstep. So I'm trying, oh, to, tip, no. I'm trying to tiptoe around this. I don't want dad coming after me, but you know, like sometimes like, okay, you know, bikes are great, but Hey, that guy over there is kind of cute or that person's over there. Kinda cute. So yeah. So how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? Or, or are you, or are you just focusing like, nah, I'm not dealing with that. Um, no, Oh, my main thing is just focusing. That's my main thing. I have to stay focused on what I'm doing. Because not saying that if I involve myself with someone else, I will not be focused. But it just, I don't know. I guess I'm not there. I'm not at that point in my life. Good. I should say. Good. Keep people That's out of my- keep people out of your life that way. <laughs> no, I no, it's easier that way, honestly. Stay focused on bikes. And bikes are where you yep. got to be. And then when it's time, it's time. So don't, don't do that. Don't do it. You stay focused on bikes and changing transmissions or tr- or truck uh, engines or whatever. Yeah. You stay focused <laughs> yeah. on that. Once you get involved with somebody else, it, it, it ruins everything. And I don't, <laughs> don't want to see you on the streets ask for money. I'm like, Michaela, what happened? Oh, oh man. Oh I got involved with this person. And yeah, you got a, you got a dollar I could bar? Yeah, Michaela. <laughs> I got to take you to oh AutoZone and help you out. <laughs> No, I, I, I knew it was going to be a great conversation because honestly, I just talking to your dad, it was such a great, it was inspiring to me. And then, you know, I did my homework on you and I was like, man, there's nothing here that is just negative. It's nothing but positive. And then talking to you, I knew it was going to be that way, except for the start, you know, as long as it took for us to this to happen because of our computers, but still, but but we're here though, you know, is there anything else you want to say? Anything you want to plug? Um, I appreciate you for reaching out to me to be on your show. Um, so far I've been, uh, I've been enjoying myself just this little bit. And, uh, are you going to be any of the races this year? Man, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to look at my, uh, my schedule. If I can, of course, I would love to come watch you. Yeah. I, I know Kaylee real well, Chloe. I mean, they've been on the show yeah. and they're just great. I mean, I, they are just great. And also this is going to be sly, but you know, uh, Kaylee gave me a little bit of her uh, her swag. So I mean, if you want to drop one of your shirts to me, right, I'm not gonna complain. So if you know if you get one of your racing shirts, I mean, I'll, I'm, I, I'm I, just saying. I got you. <laughs> okay, no, but yeah, I honestly I plan on it, and I definitely plan on coming to meet you guys because honestly, you guys are nothing but positivity, and I just love what you're doing. And I'm gonna put you on the spot here. At the end of the season, where are you gonna be at in the standings? Are you gonna win it all? Um, <laughs> of course, that's like the, that's what I'm going for. That's my goal. You know what I mean? But I'm also looking to learn along the way. 
learn along the journey because um, I know going into the races at some of the tracks, I think besides Brainerd, um, I think um, all the girls, they've been to those tracks. So for me, it's like, I have to learn the track, but I'm also willing to get help, um, get advice from them, get, you know, shows around the track. Cause like, of course you know, we're competition out there, but at the end of the day, it's like, we're all learning from each other. Iron sharpens iron. So yes. my thing is like, you know, we're going to be out there and I'm looking forward to me. I already know me and Kelly, we're going to be going at it. Oh my because God. The, even when we was, uh, uh, 2019, we did a race and she was on R6 and I was my 400 and we were just pushing each other the whole way. Who now, won? granted we was on different Who? displacement bikes, Who but won? still, it was still fun in that moment. Who won? Uh, that race. That was an all girls race. So I think, I think I was the one that won. You, you beat her? Oh, look at you. Look at quiet cop. Yeah, that was me. It was fun. Yeah, I did that. Only because, yeah. like, on the, you know, we was at Jersey. So being on a smaller displacement bike, you know what I mean? You get to the corners pretty quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas if you're on R6, even bigger, you know, you got to, it takes time. Not, it doesn't take time to get to the corners, but, you know, you got to sort of bike a lot more than I have to do. Favorite, so just the, the time difference. Favorite track? Favorite track is, um, favorite track is VRR North. Least favorite track? Least favorite is least favorite is um probably I haven't been to Jersey, but I don't I don't I don't like Jersey like that. Why? I, I, that, was, that was the first track I did a track day on. How come? I don't like the, the corner. It's, it's like between three, between uh, turn three, A B, whatever, A B C. I think. Yeah. It's it's more so the track condition. It's not really the track itself. It's just the track condition. Okay. I don't care for the. Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. Do you do you listen yeah. to any music before you uh, get ready to go out on, on track or or you're on the grid? Anything that psychs you up? Mm-hmm. Nothing. You don't psych yourself up. Mm-hmm. Self talk. Being at being at the the track the track itself, I'm already psyched up. You know what I mean. So <laughs> being on the track, it's like I don't need nothing to like. All right, Killer, get get into your zone, get into your nah. The, the, I get like the only thing I psyched up like once I put my helmet on, then it's like all right, it's game time. I love it. Like they say, like that one song goes by Moneybag, yo, playtime over, it's the big league. You know what I mean? So it's like you got you to gotta be hitting your marks. You know what I mean? Oh, Kayla, I love it. I love it. I'm, I mean that. Michaela, you're you're great. I mean, you're going to achieve all the goals you, you're, you're, that you set for yourself. I can just tell right now. If you get a chance, watch Moto America, the Bill Train race program through Royal Enfield. It is great because it lets – the ladies race and I hate to even saying it like that but you know what I mean I mean gets involved in racing because once everybody's involved that's what makes racing a great sport so good luck to you this year hopefully I'll come see your race I mean uh, thank you guys for watching Tales from a Gemini I appreciate everybody give me some comments even some criticism from this episode I appreciate you all and like we say about this time you know the word pay. see you guys 